Conversations about culture. Your seriously pointless podcast about all your nerdy and geek things throughout the ages. Today, I am joined by one of the hosts from Comic Sauce. Uh, he comes from the wonderful sunny land of California, over in the Bay Area. It's, his name is Henry. Henry, how you doing, man? Hello. Thank you for having me, David. I'm doing all right. Doing great. Happy to be here. Yeah. Awesome. So. You guys have your own uh, podcast, like I was saying, um, and you guys primarily do uh, comics-related uh, stuff, issues, right? Yes. So you you yes. got to go over like the big guns, Marvel, DC. What do you what are you primarily into? So yeah, uh, we are a comics fandom podcast. Yeah. Based out of the San Francisco Bay Area, Comics Sauce Podcast. Check us out. Um, and yeah, there's a heavy focus on movies tv and comics so yeah you know the important things in life as you know <laughs> hey you uh, know what? it makes the time pass right <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely um me personally uh, i definitely have my own preferences um you know it's kind of cool we have like kind of a team of podcasters on so we yeah kind of round each other out and we have different uh things we're yeah. into uh, me personally, um, I'm a huge Marvel fan. So I all things Marvel. <laughs> I would never have guessed. Yeah. If you guys, I said if you guys did, you guys know this is all audio meeting, but he's got a big Spider-Man poster from uh, Amazing Fantasy in this background. There, it looks it looks from ama- yeah, it looks amazing. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. I wish I, I had that one. That's uh, that was one of the big starting points, right? Amazing Fantasy 15, the first Absolute, appearance of Spider-Man. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like all things Marvel, you know, the comics, uh, TV adaptations, movie adaptations, etc., cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, I mentioned movies with Marvel, but just mo- movies in general, too. Like, um, not only am I a film, uh, not only am I a comic geek, but I'm also a film geek. So um, definitely um, love all sorts of films, going back to classic movies, to contemporary stuff. Uh, action to drama different uh all kinds of different genres uh i definitely into all of that awesome yeah so i remember uh so i was actually recently on their their podcast and we were kind of doing a round robin kind of things we were looking forward to and you're you're you guys are completely right you have a a nice amalgamation of uh, guys that like different things. And I love that about your guys' podcast. So you, um, you had uh, Profurio, who was actually, he's a big uh, DC guy, isn't he? Well, Profurio is also Marvel, but he is, he is, um, oh, sorry. he is alarmingly becoming more and more a DC fan. So uh, that, that's, that's concerning. It's very concerning. Um, <laughs> a Chris, Christian, who's on, who's on the podcast, he's he is a big DC guy. Rainier uh, is also a big DC guy, so I'm feeling like I'm losing, uh, I'm losing the big battle here. But you know, I'm, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. 
It's okay, man. Hey, you know what? I understand completely. It's I got it's kind of like with me and my buddy uh, that I host on our side too. He he's way more into anime than I am, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like he he gets into some of the nitty gritty kind of like niche things, and I'm like, dude, I haven't even I haven't even touched that stuff yet. So you're gonna have to walk hold my hand and walk me through it. Sometimes that's kind of how I I go with it. But yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So are are you are you are you uh, trying to keep up with anything current in uh, Marvel right now, especially with the pandemic going on? Almost everyone's stuck at home, got a lot of extra free time. So yeah. Well, as a lot of Marvel fans are doing right now, we are watching WandaVision, the yeah. brand new Marvel Studios show. I mean, this is a long time coming. Like we've been waiting for new Marvel Studios content for a long time. Absolutely. I mean, I mean the last like what uh year and a half almost yeah the last legit mcu thing was spider-man far from home and that was yes literally a year and a half ago and you know we're used to getting our stuff pretty quick these days right you know every few months you get a new movie and then we got shows and stuff but yeah it's been a long time uh so that has been that has been pretty rewarding getting some new and much Marvel Cinematic Universe content. And much like uh, a guy that's been trying to quit smoking, we're we're wanting we're we're kind of jonesing for another cigarette at this point, man. Yeah. We're just we're wanting we're wanting to get a little bump of nicotine. So it's Absolutely. I'm super excited. I know you were telling me before we started that you just watched the latest episode. So how are you liking how are you liking WandaVision right now? Are you are you enjoying it? That's a good question because I mean I don't know if we want to go too spoilery right now keep it loosey yeah, like yeah I, I won't you know i won't go into specifics right but <laughs> i will i will say this you know i was waiting for a long time right like we've been yep. saying a year and a half right mm-hmm. and um i gotta be honest the first few episodes were pretty frustrating you know they were yeah. very confusing i didn't know what the heck was going on and i was i'm sure like a lot of other people looking to get some some like familiar territory you know i wanted to see some superhero battles i want to see some action you know i want to see some superhero costumes and stuff and you just didn't get that you know the first three episodes you really didn't get that man um yeah you get uh you get wanda wanda maximoff and the vision doing uh magic tricks on the stage and you're just yeah, like what is this, yeah. <laughs> what is no, this? I, I appreciate the the uh the homage to like classic classic oh. tv shows mm-hmm. but at the same time like i'm just i'm so hungry for uh for that that magic feeling i got from 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 these movies right and um uh yeah it it was it was kind of lacking um i will say this like we were talking about i i just watched episode four you know like an hour ago um (laughs) and uh you 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 do get some answers uh you know i'm not yeah finally (laughs) i'm I'm not saying you're getting you're getting the you're not getting the uh big superhero payoff yet but at least you know you're starting to get some answers and um things are starting to get pieced together and yeah, I'm pretty excited. You know, I'm pretty yeah. excited for sure. I, I'm, I'm the same way you are, man. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. My wife was really, she real, you know, she's not a big comic book fan really all that much. You know, she just knows that I enjoy it. And she started watching with me and she's kind of the same thing as you. She's asking all these questions like what's going on? Because she didn't even see, she didn't see um, Infinity War or Endgames or uh, yeah. in Endgame. So Endgame, she, yeah. she, yeah, she hasn't. 
she has it she's completely you know oblivious what's going on so she's in she's enjoying this so far with me filling a few in the blanks so i'm i'm interested to see how the how this goes and if this gets her to want to actually watch those two movies so we'll see so but i'm talking about you know uh comic book adaptations and movies that's going to be what we're actually our main topic for today is yes. is going to be Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which is, in my opinion, one of the greatest uh, indie comic adaptations to go to movie. It, I mean, ever as far as I know, I haven't I haven't come across a keeping it very vague right now before we dive deep, you know, sink our teeth into this this meaty roast, which is Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, that it, 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 I feel like. It, you it was it was a comic book movie before comic book movies were a thing am i right in a lot of ways yes yeah absolutely absolutely so so before we get into it uh the so scott pilgrim versus the world is actually a 2010 romantic comedy what is how they this is from wikipedia they it's called a 2010 romantic comedy action comedy film co-written produced and directed by edgar wright um, if uh, you guys out there in audio land are unfamiliar with Edgar Wright, he has done such films as Shaun of the Dead. Uh, he did uh, uh, what was the one with um, they were cops. I cannot remember it. I, sh- I should know oh. it because it's one of the best one. Is Hot, it, you remember what it is? Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Hot Fuzz. And they do they did uh, End of the World. He does like a he did like a trilogy with uh, Simon Pegg and uh, Nicholas Frost. He he yes. he works with, well with those guys. And yep. He's done a couple other kind of strange little movies. But if you guys know Edgar Wright, he's well known for his distinct uh, uh, directing style. Yeah. Um, so you you see this a lot in this film, but. So the whole point about this is is so he he takes this uh, comic graphic novel series Scott Pilgrim, which is originally created by Brian Lee O'Malley, uh, I believe he was a Canadian comic book author uh, yeah. and illustrator. He did the whole thing by himself, and they 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 adapted it to the screen, um, and it actually ended up uh, starring a Michael Sarah, who at the time because this came out in two thousand ten. Uh, was a big star in Hollywood and had a has a bunch of other little uh, at the time up and comer actors which are who are now huge yeah uh, oh yeah and the whole point is Scott Pilgrim's a slacker musician who must win a competition to get a record deal and battle the seven evil exes of his new girl newest girlfriend Romano Flyers Flowers who is played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Winstead. so that's kind of a a really simplified version of this. So let me let me ask you first off, uh, Henry. Have you read Scott Pilgrim at all? I have, yes, indeed. I've read the series. Okay yeah. how did, how did you how did you how did you like it as a series? As a I loved it. Out? Yeah, man. You mentioned how the movie is one of the greatest indie comics adaptations ever. I would I would agree with that sentiment. I would also say that the comic itself is one of the greatest independent comics ever. Um, so the source material is, is legit. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So I, I'm, you got me, a, you have me at a disadvantage. I've only actually read, ever read the first two volumes. So I, I kind of, I found it. I don't know where you first saw it at, but I, I, I initially saw it at my public library back in 2000. And I believe it was, I'm going to date myself here. I think it was 2012 when I was going to college here at our local university. And 
I just happened to pick it up and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And I got to the first two episodes, to, to the first two volumes. And then, of course, somebody else had checked out all the other ones and I never just never got back to it, unfortunately. So uh, uh, it's I know it kind of made me a little sad a little bit, but it, you know, it, it's it's one of those things I've, I've been meaning to go back and look at it forever. But like you said, though, it's got that it's got a very distinct art style and a very distinct narration through it. And I think that they played into that really, really well in this film. And you start to see that, as, especially in the shots and their dialogue and the characterization of all the people that are in the in the film. So yeah, I think yeah. it, it comes through very, very well, which I think the main reason is that is because uh, Brian Lee O'Malley uh, is actually uh, sat on set a lot yeah. and helped helped yeah. them out a lot from whatever from whatever I watched probably about four hours of document document documentary videos about all this stuff and and people yeah. going over this I don't know how you are but but I was like I'm like oh that's kind of cool you know it's like because a lot of guys whenever they get stuff adapted you know they don't they don't let you know comic book writers sit on set usually and tell them what they think or they don't take into account what they want so but yeah exactly like that's my understanding too that the creator Brian Lee O'Malley was pretty heavily involved in the production of the movie. He was on set a lot. He was a consultant. And here's an interesting little nugget too. Um, a lot of times the, these adaptations happen well after the source material has been completed. Yep. Right. So it, it was, it was not the case here. Like uh, with mm -hmm. the Scott Pilgrim comics, uh, Brian Lee O'Malley was like writing the, the, the sixth and final volume while they were making this movie. So he hadn't even finished it yet. And I think there was some weird symbiotic relationship where yeah. he was deciding how to end the series based on how the movie was going and vice versa. And it's kind of cool that way, you know? So um, yeah. Yeah, pretty unique, right? You, we, we rarely see stuff like that. Usually that adaptation follows well after the source material, oh, yeah. right? but this is a yeah. little different. Yeah. Or they, or they, like you said, yeah, and they ended up doing like a, a twist or something changes, and it's and it's not your, it's not the same, and somebody's got something to gripe about. But I, I mean, honestly, I, I don't have a whole lot to gripe about this movie. I mean, other than uh, I kind of have beef with Scott Pilgrim as a person initially. <laughs> so, but yeah. I mean, I mean that's just the way he is. But, anyways, so I know before we get into like the character stuff and whatnot, but um. So this is um, a little bit about the movie. So you just, like you, like we said, you know, it, it follows Scott Pilgrim and things like that. But so they initially uh, did a screening for this in, uh, at the San Diego Comic-Con International on uh, July 22nd, 2010, and was released uh, through North, on North America in, on August 13th, 2010. So by all, you know, from the reaction from what I remember in 2008, because I'm it seemed like this was going to be a box office hit. It really did. It just the way that people talked about it. Uh, but going back and kind of watching, I don't know if you got bored and watched the, have you watched the, did you watch the original trailers for these? They're pretty uh, bad. It's been a while, but yeah, I, I have seen the, the, the old trailers. They're, they're pretty bad. Get it on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> I was just like, who, who puts that in a trailer? And, it, and the way they kind of like cut it, it, it doesn't look right. And it looks significantly different than the actual like pacing of the film. It looks almost like a here's a lot of stuff like here's a lot of action, 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 just like kind of like bombardment of it. 
and it, it kind of makes you feel like I'm getting overloaded a little bit. And I'm just like, uh, that's not the way the movie is. The movie's not like that. It has those moments, but it's not like that all the time. And it felt like it was just a constant torrent, which I think, which talking about its release, I think that ends up leading to its downfall essentially, because yeah. unfortunately this thing over its lifetime has, hasn't even made back. It barely made back half of its, its gross profit. So it costs $60 yeah. million dollars to make and it gets about 30 million back total ever since it's been released. But I mean, in fairness, though, I don't know if you looked at. Did you look at the ever get a chance to look at the other movies that came out at all about the same time that uh, this one did? As a matter of fact, I did. Now I believe the two <laughs> movies that that like completely just blew it out of the water were Eat, Pray, Love, and The Expendables. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't fight. You can't fight a, a Stallone action flick, and you, I mean. What's what's gonna happen when when a New York bestseller book, a uh, romance book, guys aren't gonna get to go to a movie that they want to go see? Scott Pilgrim vs. World, you know, they're gonna take their girlfriends or their significant others to a, a film, you know, that you know they've been talking about all all year, saying, "Oh, I love this book, I love this book." So, to be fair though, my wife read it and she absolutely hated hate you play love. So, <laughs> so it's yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that movie was pretty terrible. Uh, you sure. know, it, it is what it is. But but as, like I said, you said it, it had some stiff competition with some big name stars, and this was kind of an this was kind of an, a little bit of an indie film, not really an indie film, indie film, but it had that that vibe where like it's it's not a normal film, and yeah, I it, it definitely had a specific audience that it was looking for, which is nerds and geeks. You know, it's like people that love comic books or knew about the comic book at the time. So, um, but kind of going past the bomb that happened with it afterwards. I mean, it, it received ever since it's been out though, it's received tons and tons of awards as far as I can tell. Um, it's on a cult class. It's a cult classic at this point. Oh yeah. I mean, I watched this movie at least once a year. This is one of those movies. I don't know how you, how you are, but uh, I kind of hope to show my kid one of the, this, this one of these days and like, like this is, He's probably like, Dad, this look, this movie's dumb or something like that. But you know, but you know, so far I've gotten to watch Star Wars, and he's kind of paying attention to that. So maybe this will work. But I, I, I hope to kind of let him watch these films uh, as he gets older. But I, I, I think this would be a really cool one to to let our kids watch. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, definitely. Actually, co- coincidentally, I did watch this movie again for like the zillionth time. Uh, over the weekend, uh, last weekend, and um, and my son did uh, kind of peer over my shoulder, and um, he turned. It, it turned out he was really into it. Like um, all the, all the you know the evil ex bat- battles, he was he was really oh, amped yeah. up about. So yeah, he, he enjoyed it. You know, so he got think, sucked uh, in. Yeah, that, he that definitely part. got sucked in. Yeah. <laughs> so my wife sits there and watches his button his brain around. I go, no, this is it's Star Wars or it's Scott. You know, Star. We he primarily watches Star Wars with me, so it's like I'm like, this nice. is space opera. So yeah. <laughs> it's 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 culture. <laughs> Yeah. So, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'd like about this kind of thing. Hopefully, like I said, we'll be able to watch these a little, I'll be able to watch a little bit more of myself, but that's awesome that he, that he really likes it. So yeah. like I said, yeah, that, that's good. Um, so obviously, like I said, we, we, we kind of talked a little bit about um, the film. So what really stands out about the film to you personally? Like what, what makes it, 
what what makes you what do you think about first when you see when you think about Scott Pilgrim? I mean, it's not it's really not one thing, is it? This this movie is yep. so many things, right? Yeah. Uh, number one, it's hilarious. It's just a <laughs> it's just a totally funny movie, you know. Um, beginning to end, just great jokes, great humor. Yeah, just yeah. Go ahead. The, my the best part about this movie, that when you said comedy wise, Kim Kim is the best like oh, funny part. Of it. Yeah. I love I love her so deadpan. Good. Her deadpan so is the so best. <laughs> Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's definitely one of the huge highlights of the movie. And there are like a ton of highlights, but she's definitely one of them. Um, But at the same time, there's like incredible action in it, too. There's like like these these uh, evil X battles are all staged so wonderfully. You know, you know, you mentioned Edgar Wright. He's just an amazing visual filmmaker. Right. And uh, he really he really like flexes his uh, his his. visual filmmaking muscles here it's 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 like eye candy this movie is beautiful to watch uh so great action it's hilarious and you know uh you know on on our podcast we talk about fandom a lot right so Mm -hmm. there there are so many intersections of fandom in this movie right there's music movies gaming comics all kind of mashed together like really wonderfully right uh, so yeah, hilarious, action-packed, and just like a total treat for geeks of the world. Absolutely, like hooking on that too a little bit. So I think what really, in my opinion, like you said, like what makes it stand out is it's 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 the the collaboration of all his all the things come together. But I think what really stands out to me, I remember the first thing I think of whenever I think about it is like is that visual style. It's very much almost feels like a frame by frame, almost kind of like what Sin City tried to do, but kind of like stumbled and fell a little bit with it, which I love Frank Miller to death. But I just I don't know, maybe Robert Rodriguez is just kind of like it didn't really go on all cylinders. And don't get me started on the spirit. It was we're not going <laughs> to yeah. Yeah. move on, move on. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but the 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 visual style that he had that Edgar Wright has for this is just phenomenal. And I feel like the way he kind of, he can either like, uh, he does that real quick pan in or the real quick pan out or the quick, and the quick movements. But he like, he, he, he's he, he doesn't let it set too long on a certain thing. If it's like an action sequence. So it's constantly moving. So, you know, like, even though the characters may not be moving, maybe the, uh, maybe the, 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 the shot is moving. And so like he's moving the shot or something like that. And on top of that, he throws in a lot of these uh, CG effects, which yeah. were just kind of starting to get noticed in like the, like the Iron Man films and things like that. Yep. He just like, it's like, no, no, we're just going to just ram as many as we can into this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I think that's kind of what like, when people did initially watch it, they're like, man, I'm like this, you know, this looks really cool. But like, if you're a layman, you're like, man, this is a lot coming at me. But nowadays you're just like, Oh, this is, this is normal. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, 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 there's, it's nothing nowadays to literally have a giant green screen and what two people on the set. Like what are the, like you ever seen the, 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 the act or the behind the scenes of like, Avenger, uh, the Avenger movies, like Endgame and infinity war. It's literally yeah. just Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downer, Robert Downey Jr. Wow, if I could talk, that'd be great today. 
Yeah. Uh, and he's talking to a screen and it's just him with like a green and a blue and a blue screen or a green screen area. And I'm just yeah. like, and the rest of it's just CG'd. So yeah. that's, it's not unheard of. Mm-hmm. But it's just amazing that he had the foresight to try to do something like this. And he, and on top of it, did it so well. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just me, but I, 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 I just love the visual style that he has on yeah. this and how he did everything. I don't know how you felt about it, but do you think it's uh do you, do you like the visual style at all? Or what, what do you, what do you like most about it? Can we kind of ask you that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely love the visual style of the movie and I really liked what you mentioned about the pacing too. Like, like you, I do revisit this movie, you know, kind of on the regular, like once a yeah. year kind of thing. And, you know, every time there's, there's like something new, I, I kind of pick up on. And this time, you know, this, this past weekend, um, it was the, the pacing, you know, like this movie, it has no slow parts. It's just like, it's just, you, it's moving. It's just, yeah, it's just you, constantly even, in motion. Yeah. So like, here's a good example. Like you were saying, even the parts that seem slow, like the part where Scott and, um, wow, and I'm having a great, you know, brain fart Ramona are going on their first date yeah, <laughs> they're walk- yeah. and they're walking in the park. Mm-hmm. Even then, that's not a slow part. You feel like that'd be a slow part. You know, maybe they're holding hands, they're swinging, they're talking, and they start to kind of like gravitate towards that door. Yeah. And then, then they end up in her, in her apartment. It's not, it's not a slow scene. I mean, it's maybe yeah. a total of what, maybe five, 10 minutes, maybe tops, right. you know, and, but it's still quick. You, he moves from like them walking or them going up the stairs, meeting them walking, them going into a, into the, into uh the playground where they're on the swings. They sit on the swings for a little bit and they start walking and they go to the door and it's just like you said, it's boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's never a dull moment in it. And yeah, I, that's that's what really keeps my attention. And yeah. somebody that's, I mean, I don't know how you know, but I I have ADD, so it's like I I have to have the more <laughs> the more information, the better for me to pay yeah. attention and like focus. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the editing in this movie is so great. It, it's such <sighs> that there's 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 nothing wasted really. Everything is nope. done so efficiently, right? Like that. The yeah. scene you, you scene you mentioned is a great example where it. In a lot of other movies, this would be like the scene where you go take a bathroom break or you go get some popcorn or something, right? <laughs> but no, like it, it's uh, like it's it's not a slow slow down scene, right? You're getting character backstory, and the moment you you might feel like okay, this is getting kind of slow. Then then he hits you with like this mysterious door in the distance and they start floating towards it. And it's like, Whoa, what? And it's like, like, you know, yeah, it it gets real, you know? So there's always something like that'll, that'll grab you, you know? And, and that's just like one example, right? There's so many parts of the movie that, that are just like, you know, they, they, that it demands your attention. Right. And uh, I love that. Yeah. And that's like, I said, you, 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 you hit perfectly, man. It's, it's, it, the pacing on it is just phenomenal and you don't really see that kind of stuff until you kind of watch it a few more times unfortunately but you know you put you when you layer it on top of the like you said i said earlier like the visual style and then if you throw it on dialogue so like here's a really good example i had a look i had to look this up um it, it, it's it's little like you can do a whole dialogue between two people so like here here's one it's this is between 
um, I don't remember if you, if you remember the, the the bread scene with oh, yeah. uh, Ramona and, and bread Scott. Bread makes so you it, fat. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> so. I, if I look this up, it goes. Uh, Ramona says, "This garlic bread. This is good garlic bread, Scott." Yeah, I think garlic bread would have to be my favorite all-time food. I could eat for every meal or just consistently without stopping, Ramona. Then you'd get fat, Scott. No, why would I get fat, Ramona? Because bread bread makes you fat, Scott. Bread makes you fat. <laughs> it's just like and it's like i you remember like you said like you said it's like they pop back and forth and they constantly are looking it's not just like them sitting there going back and forth we see them both they like flip it back and forth like it would be in a comic strip and it's and it's just great or you get these little one-liners like here's one scott's like says you know i have to pee go pee due to boredom like who says that like (laughs) i'm bored i'm gonna go pee that's just like if i love that kind of stuff so you can tell that they they just really took the time to kind of find a kind of like a, a nervousness in their yeah. uh, in their dialogue that you knew that like it's it's not cringy. It's 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 like on the edge. It's kind of like you know somebody that's a little socially awkward, like Scott Pilgrim, a little bit. Like he doesn't really know how to like completely interact with people, which you can kind of see that with um, his his first girlfriend in the film. So knives. Uh, I've, I'm trying to, I'm going to say her name. What's her last oh, name? Knives, no, Chow. Knives Chow. Okay. Yeah. Knives Chow. So, um, getting in that, do you want to dig into, uh, kind of the character development all? Uh, oh, sure. Oh, the characters <laughs> are phenomenal in this movie. So great. And there's so many great characters in the movies, not just Scott Pilgrim. There's like a whole bunch. No. Yeah, it's great. No. And so I saw a really interesting thing, um, it was when I was like digging through. So like somebody had the theory that uh, all the characters in the film kind of represent a little bit of Scott. So I don't know if you oh, saw this. Yeah. Like 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 uh, Knives represents his insecurity about himself, which throughout the film she is very insecure about her, about right. herself and whatever he yeah. dumps her. And he and so is he really with his hair. And Absolutely. And, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, his sister Stacy, who plays is played by Anna Kendrick. Yeah. is his supposed to be his consciousness because she's constantly telling him the right thing to do but he never freaking does it yeah am i right exactly yeah. <laughs> and it's and and then like ramona is supposed to be his aspirations or the that wanderer everything he wants to do yeah. is what she does it she just does it because she can like it's spontaneity like she she doesn't want to be in that relationship with gideon anymore she just she just leaves new york right and she's okay with it or she changes their hair color yeah all the time <laughs> and yeah. doesn't even think about it <laughs> Yeah. Is, what, why didn't you tell me you changed your hair color <laughs> right exactly. I, I love that kind of stuff but yeah it's that's what i'm saying is it's like it, it's they do all these all these characters in there really kind of mirror him in and like and and it's like almost they take a little part of scott's personality and they magnify it onto a different character almost yeah and i can kind of see that whenever they start to kind of go over this little bit more but it's it's a little less. I think they kind of stretched whenever I was watching that. I think they kind of stretched it a little bit because I'm starting to look at. It, I'm like, so how did the seven eagle X's like? How do you how do you get that? Like, I don't see Chris Evans' personality trait in him at all, or uh, the guy that plays Matthew Patel. I don't see that in them. Or like, where are the where are the vegan police in there? I don't see them. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe not everybody, <laughs> but it's definitely there. It's definitely there. Yeah, but. I can see it. Yeah, I can see so, that. So let, let's let's do this. So can you uh, name a few of those big stars that are they're big now, 
that were are there in this film? Do you know a few of them? I I, I named yeah. Anna Kendrick already. Do you know any of the other ones? Yeah. Well, I mean, I had mentioned earlier I'm a big Marvel fan, right? So yeah. this movie over time has become even more beloved on that front, right? Like inexplicably. I mean, we got Chris Evans, Chris Evans, aka Captain America, in it. Yeah. We got Brie Larson, aka Captain Marvel. And guess what? The Punisher is in this movie also. Thomas Jane uh, of the vegan police, you know, um, just incredible, you know. That. So, like, as as a Marvel fan, there there's a lot of like cool Easter egg kind of stuff in mm-hmm. here. Um, so that's awesome. And yeah, like super stardom. Like when you talk about Evans and Larson, we're talking about a, a, an Oscar winner in Brie Larson, yeah. and like a definite like. A lister, bro, with uh, Chris Evans, you know. So uh, yeah. The, well, you look at all this other stuff there. too. Even like with comic book stuff too. So you got Brandon Roth, you got wow. Superman, Superman. You got well, the first one. You got uh, uh, you got um, uh, Aubrey Plaza in here, who I love in Parks and Rec. Oh She's yeah. She's my yep. her between her and um, what's his name? Chris. It's not Evans. It's not Chris oh, Pine. Uh, Chris Pratt. Pratt. I knew it was the P. I couldn't think of it, but they are hilarious in that in that in that in that series. And then obviously Anna Kendrick. You got uh, Kieran Culkin, who is uh, Macaulay's, uh, I believe, his younger brother. I'm 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 probably getting that wrong, but I don't. Maybe who knows? And then you got a few, obviously, you know, uh, a few younger people like Johnny Simmons, which I don't think he's been. Jason Schwartzman, who Schwartzman, who's in all of the um oh like life aquatic oh, yeah. uh grand pudibus wes anderson films which i my buddy got me out of those a long time ago i love wes anderson films now yeah, good stuff. like is it much much like this film he has a un or this uh, uh uh he has a unique art style or visual yeah. style so but yeah man they, they had a they have a ton of people in this film or actors in this film that blow up I mean, I, I mean, they, in 2010, they're kind of like starting to come up in the world. Like, yeah. this is this is a couple of years before Anna Kendrick's. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, what's the music uh, oh, movie she uh, did? Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. Before yeah. just before she does Pitch for Pitch Perfect. She's a big star now too. Yeah. Yeah. This is just before Anna Kendrick. Or I said Anna Kendrick is that one, and then Aubrey Plaza is just before she gets into Parks and Rec. Yep. Uh, this is the same year that isn't this the same year that uh, Captain America Winter Soldier not Captain America it's Captain America um, oh, the first Avenger the first, the first yeah, Avenger that came out the year after 2011 but he got he got he got announced as uh, Captain America this year uh, San Diego Comic Con yeah 202010 yeah I think they announced yeah. him and as, so as, like I said it's it's all these big these are soon to be big names in kind of a, a smaller budget film which it's it's great to see that because I don't think I've ever seen like Chris Platt, Chris Platt, I'm sorry, wow, I'm having Chris Evans play kind of a jerk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does such a great job in this film of like, like anyone, anyone, anyone a coffee? I'm going to get a coffee. <laughs> just like, yeah. I'm going to let my stunt, I'm nothing without my stuntman. I'm just like, you're my, my, my hero <laughs> yeah. right now because it's just like, you're, I know he's probably like nothing like that in real life. And he, I don't think I've ever seen him play kind of a jerk. Like maybe like not yeah. another teen movie. Maybe he's in that, but it's, that's yeah. But I, I love, I love all the actors in this. They're all perfect for this movie in my opinion. So but uh, I, I kind of think um, so. Obviously, we talked about you know, all the different characters in it. 
So let's go with, we'll start with the main character. We'll start, let's start at the beginning. How do you feel about Scott at the beginning of the film as a person or as a character? Do you, do you like him? Do you hate him? Do you, are you indifferent to him? It's just like, how do you feel about him? Yeah. Scott Pilgrim is a great character. You know, um, on the surface level, he seems to be this, this nice guy who has all this like bad stuff that happens to him, you know, and you kind of feel bad for him and you're kind of rooting for him. Right. And it's actually a lot like the, the roles that Michael Sarah was doing at the time. You know, he was in a lot of movies, like you were saying, he was, he's a big Super star. Bad. And yeah. I can't, and, what else was he? A couple of, but he kind of had that archetypal character, which is kind yeah. of, I like this character, right? Yeah. Uh, Juno, he was, he was very well known for that uh, also. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, but there's, there's more to, to the Scott Pilgrim character, because as you find out, he's, he's not the nicest guy. Right. Um, and he's, he's, he's kind of an a-hole and, um, you know, it, it, it kind of goes along with a lot of the characters in this movie. The, the characters yep. in this movie are flawed characters, you know. Yep. Um, very, I, I heard, very relatable. Yeah, very I was just relatable. about to say that. They, they are relatable because they are flawed. They feel like real people, you know. I, I've heard criticism of this movie about how terrible all the people are in this movie. And it's true, <laughs> but it's like in a good way because they, they feel like, people you know yeah. you know do you do you want a movie where everybody is perfect or ever somebody is just completely evil or completely good it's yeah. boring man it's boring it's, yeah it, it that's like that's like a kid's movie like i don't i don't need that you know i'm an adult no. i want to i want to see real people portrayed I want, right i want i want shades of gray maybe not 50 of them but i want shades so <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> but yeah i, I love the, the scott pilgrim character because um, he's probably the character I relate to the most because I feel like I'm I'm that nice guy who is put upon. But if I dig down deep within myself, yeah, of course there are times where I'm a total a hole, where, where I'm making bad decisions. So, like in so many ways, like yeah, I am Scott Pilgrim, right? So um, it's a great character. I love and, him. and you too, at the end of at your end of your film, you will earn the power of self-respect. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. right. That's all yeah. that matters. Yes, but that's that's a great anal- analysis of him because, like I said, I I kind of had that same thoughts as I'm watching the film, and I'm I'm thinking, you know, like you said, he, I'm looking at me. He's he's he doesn't own anything in the in the apartment. He owns like a few things, and like his clothes. But he he lives with Wallace. He doesn't own anything in there. He doesn't have a job. He uh, just broke up with his girlfriend, uh, who is the Brie Larson character. And he's kind of like this kind of down and out guy you know, a little bit. And you kind of feel bad for him. Like he's dating a, a high schooler, which I mean, it kind of, you know, how how some people feel about it. But it's just like you feel like you're a 22 year old guy and you're going to date high schoolers. It's kind of like, oh, does that feel a little you know, skeevy a little bit? It, it yeah. To me, it kind of does a little bit. But sure. And you kind of start to like, you kind of start to hate him a little bit at first. And then you, you, as you go through the film, you, you, he, he connects with Ramon. And you're like, oh, okay. He, he's, he's found somebody he kind of jives with. This is great. But like, why isn't he getting, why isn't he breaking up with knives? Cause that's, that's the, that's the right thing to do. You know, yeah. you don't want to leave this other girl on. And, and then the minute you start to like feel good for him, you're like, oh, now I, now I hate him a little bit more. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> 
and, and and eventually you're you're kind of like man you know like if when he does break up with your break up with her you're like i don't think he did a very good job with it even then when he did what i wanted you know it's just like i yeah. I, I like i want my cake i want my cake you know it's yeah. like let me have my cake you're not let me have it so but yeah he, eventually though like you said he 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 kind of has that redeeming arc a little bit, yeah, yeah. even though he, 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 he wants to initially, you find out at the end, he wants, he's going after Ramona because, uh, um, Gideon ends up, you know, basically taking her from him yeah. or stealing her essentially. And he, at first he's going to fight for her, but then he, you know, like you said, he, he find you know, you end up finding out it's, it's, he kind of digs deep down inside and it's not just about her, it's about kind of what he needs to do for himself. Like you said, you know, it's just, yeah. it's not, it's, I don't have to worry about what other people think of me or what other people want of me. It's what I need to do for myself, which a lot of people would do well to learn from a lesson like that. In my opinion, heck yeah. I even would, you know, but, uh, cause I, I, like I said, like, I've, well, I haven't said it, but it, my wife is very much like that too. She's very much kind of like, I guess it, it's, it sounds, she's very similar to you. She wants to do, she wants to help people as much as possible, but a lot of times she'll let people kind of like walk over her a little bit mm-hmm. to make them, to help them. And I, and you know, I have to kind of, I have to tell her every once in a while, you like, put your foot down, just put your foot down. It's all you got to do. Just tell them no, yeah. tell them you're busy. Tell them you're busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <totally. laughs> and it's, and it's hard. I get it, man. But, uh, so I guess, you know, how do you feel about the other characters in the film? Do you have, uh, a specific one that you kind of, uh, jive with, or you feel like you connect with a little bit? as well or anyone in particular i mean like i said uh the scott pilgrim character is the character that i connect with the most um but i'm telling you like pretty much all the characters in this movie feel like someone you know and that's another another aspect of the movie is capturing a moment in our lives and it's that like early 20s moment right like we talk about how how terrible these characters are to each other well that's like everyone i knew in my 20s <laughs> like yeah. every like we were all like we had no clue how to treat each other we we, we nope. were like doing all sort of like social wrongs to each other and and yeah relationships were handled really poorly um and yeah looking at it now it's like wow these people are just terrible people but actually if you if you go back into your memory banks like that's <laughs> everyone in your 20s right and people just don't yeah. know how to act back then right exactly yeah, yeah. it's just kind of like I've, i kind of like you bring that up it's just like i'm thinking in the movie i'm like man scott's kind of a piece of shit breaking up with this girl and i'm like yeah. looking back at my relationship I'm like wow i was that piece of shit i i broke up with a girl over text one time and i'm like that was probably the dumbest thing i could have done maybe yeah. if, I, I should have done that in person that's probably the better way to handle that dave probably yeah so <laughs> i mean i my 20s i feel like i did so much stupid stuff that like looking at this movie i'm thinking yeah that was that was me (laughs) that was me me, like just point scene after scene i'm like okay yep that was me or if it's not me someone i knew like someone one of my friends or just acquaintance like just you know during that time in our lives um yeah i think the movie captures like that period in our life uh really well that and early like, to mid twenties, yeah, perfectly. Yeah. And yeah. I remember, like, that's the period when like music is like a big deal, right? Like, it's so important. Like, m- like my music collection was like 
everything to me during oh that God, period. Yeah. And that this movie captures that, right? This is this is a, a very music oriented movie. It's about bands, about bands battling each other, breaking into the music industry. Um, and yeah, like um, it, it just it's great at capturing that that particular time period i think no i yeah i exactly understand it's just like i'd go over to my buddy's house they had a i lived with my parents while i was going to college so it's like you said right about that time i'd go over to their house because they had an apart they had a, a house with three other guys and like you said it's whatever they were playing somebody be blaring something i'm like oh yeah. who's this band who's that band they're like oh you know like i'm into my chemical romance this month or whatever it is you know it's just like that yeah. big thing you know whatever 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 music they were into like you said when it was kind of like an all-encompassing thing you know and now i'm like yeah I'm, I'm more worried about what i'm like i like the the intermediate music on npr i'm like i like that stuff so <laughs> my wife is like you're getting really old you're, one you're listening to npr and two you like the music that they have in between the shows and i'm like well so sue me i'm okay i'm okay yeah. with that so yeah but exactly. it's it's but yeah but like you said this 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 it really encapsulate encapsulates that that 20s you know age for most people yeah very very well and it's yeah. very reminiscent like you said and i that's i i i would i cannot disagree with you that at all that's that's a very very good very good uh uh observation that i completely missed so hey yeah it's it is what it is but um so i guess you know we've kind of discussed a little bit of everything here so how do you like the end of the movie how do you feel about the end of the movie because i know we're kind of we jump around because I, I don't want to ruin a ton of stuff for everybody because you know obviously you have uh the battles with the exes uh that after he starts dating ramona i don't want to break you know, if you haven't seen this movie guys go out and watch it i'm sure you can it's all, actually it's on netflix for free so yeah. go check, check it out on netflix if you have netflix um even though the prices are going up again and i'm, I'm about to lose my mind so <laughs> But but I get I guess for for quantity for uh, new material I can I can stand it a little bit longer, um, but yeah go check it out guys if uh, so you have all these different uh, things going on in the movie but obviously you get to the end of the movie and you you have that culmination of like after he's defeated everybody he kind of earns that power of self respect after he. Uh, goes to try to uh, get uh, Ramona back, but he ends up finding obviously that you know it's more important to help him out, or, or to do what is best for him at that point. How do you feel? Like, do you do you like the way the movie ends, where they kind of come together, or do you think it was a little lackluster and it could have tied up better? How do you how do you feel about that? Yeah, that's a good question, and um, definitely not a spoiler to say that a big plot line in the movie is this love triangle, right? Between yes. Scott, Ramona and knives. Right. Yep. And from uh, f my understanding is that um, they kind of uh, played with different endings before they, yep. they, you know, decided on what they, they ended up with. Um, but uh, yeah, I was definitely satisfied with the ending, you know, um, I think they even said it in the movie and, uh, I mean, I guess this is kind of a spoiler, but they, they said like the, the the girl he ends up with, like, mm -hmm. um, yeah, literally it was it was stated she, she's the one you've been fighting for all along, right? Yep. So it's almost like if if the ending that that happened didn't happen, it would have almost been like, well, what was that all for, yep. really? <laughs> you know. Yep. Uh, so the ending really um, supported 
what happened over the course of the movie. So yeah, so, I, I was very satisfied. So yeah, I, I, I I'll, I'll, I'll kind of, okay. So if you guys don't want to hear spoilers, we, we're going to, we're going to do a quick little jump, jump for about five minutes ahead and we're going to do it in three, two, one. All right. Spoilers, spoilers. Ding, ding, ding. So ding, ding, ding. Yeah. So obviously once he gets into, when you get to the end there, I think if he would have gone with knives instead of Ramona, like you said, it, it would have totally just disrupted the whole point at the end of the movie, right? Why is yeah. he fighting all these evil exes? Yeah. You know, why, why is he even doing that? And, but I also think it would have done a disservice to knives as a character because she kind of grows up a little bit too at the very end there. Yeah. You know, she kind of says to herself, maybe I'm not the one for, uh, for, for Scott. And maybe now he's not the one for me. Maybe I can, maybe there's somebody else out there for me that, that will treat me better because definitely we can, we can all agree a little bit that Scott was not treating her. She was a thing to Scott and she was not a person that just, it just seemed like that to me a little bit. And I think she kind of grew up as a person, but it also showed that Scott was able to go, go be with the person that he was trying to fight for. And I, I think that really, like you said, it, it really clinched the film in a way that made it meaningful and, yeah. and, and, and finite at that point. So you, cause you didn't have to have a sequel. You didn't have to have anything else. You didn't have to have Scott and Ramona save the world afterwards, you know, part two, you know, you don't have to have that. You can, you can leave it alone. So but that's I, I I agree with you on that. And that's that's one of those things. It's like I said, that's why I love Edgar Wright as a as an actor or as a director, because he can put he can put a hour and a half long film, a 90 minute film, and you don't have to do anything else. Just like with all those other films, like with Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, even though those are kind of technically the same universe. Yeah, he, he, it's 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 a finite film and you don't have to have these big sweeping epics like Lord of the Rings or anything like that. You can. It's all encapsulated in a ninety-minute fun fest, and I and I I joined about it. So yeah, that's a good point too about knives because yeah, definitely the ending completes Scott and Ramona's story, um, but it, it deepens Knives's uh, story arc too. Yeah, so like if if Scott ended up with her at the end, well, well, Knives kind of like nothing really happened to her. Right. So there's no growth in her character. Right. But the fact that she was able to let go of Scott um, and be kind of her own person, then mm-hmm. yeah, it, it strengthens her character too. So yeah. Great ending. Yeah. And maybe, like I said, maybe she got lucky and went and uh, kept on dating uh, young Neil or Neil as he is now. Yes. <laughs> Neil as he's no longer young Neil, which I never got that. And I like, why is he called young Neil? I thought I don't get, it. I don't get it. But you know, that's what I love about that kind of stuff. So, yeah. so let's do, uh, I know we're kind of hitting that hour mark at this point. So let's do around uh, a big overall on copy scene. So in, on a scale of like one to 10, we'll, we'll try to make it, we'll, we'll make it uh fine out for people a scale of one to 10. How would you rate the movie? Oh, this is a 10 for me. 10 out of 10. Yeah. You know, with movies, I've been saying I'm a big movie fan. um, And it's, it's hard for me to say like what definitively is my favorite movie of all time, because it it depends, right? There's so many different genres. Maybe I'm in a certain mood one day versus, versus the other. But if you were to ask me, like, if you could just pick one movie, put a gun to my head or whatever, the answer (laughs) would be Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And I have no doubt in my mind. It is, it would be that. Yeah. 
and so I'm I'm the same kind of way you are. This is this is I'd probably put this at least this is a nine, if not a ten. Like I said, I have I have little nitpicky things. Obviously, I feel like maybe some of the even some of the graphics, you know, have have aged really well with a with the, with the time. Yeah. But obviously, some of the references not so much. But still, it's it's still pretty good there. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's I I just love Brandon Roth. I'm sorry. I'm keep thinking about him and his golden blonde hair every time I I think about it. So and his vegan powers, the vegan uh-huh. powers. Oh my god, so good. <laughs> Love it. Anyways, I, I know so, people but... like that too. I know people like vegans who are like that. You know, like I said, I'm, I, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. There are people like oh, I know, Ingram, and it's crazy. It's crazy. I, ha- I I know exactly. I'm in, yeah, I'm in the middle of the U.S. Trust me, and there there there's some here too. They're like, okay. it's not if it's not from if it's not plant based, it's not good for. I'm like, dude, like just. Even if I'm like, I'm not getting into this argument with you. I'm like, because it's like talking to somebody that just wants to look down on you. But anyways, I'm, I'm just like, okay, you do you. I'll do me. How about that? Let's just say that. There you go. And, and I love him to death because I've got a great, I got a really good friend that's a vegan. So I, I, I make fun of him. I, I actually purposely sometimes will order like huge steaks just to, just to mess with them sometimes. And he's right. like, I hate you so much. And I'm like, well, it's your fault. You quit it. Not me. So anyways, so, <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, so like you said, it, it's it's before I got completely sidetracked there. That's great. Um, I get it. Uh, uh, like I said, I, I probably nine, nine and a half. Um, there's always a few things. I, I mean, there's always a few things you can always improve on uh, on it. But I mean, there's just so minuscule amount of things. It's just really nitpicky things if I were to ever do anything on it. But it's, I mean, the only thing I would maybe do is is upgrade the maybe some of the, the visual stuff nowadays because it's you know, have you have slightly better computer graphics things like that to, to make it look a little better but that's just because this this movie's 11 years old now and yeah. and things have gotten better that's just the way it is so I, that's about the only thing i can really complain about but i like i said i give it a nine and a, nine at least a nine nine and a half out of ten so I definitely want to watch this movie till the day I die. Probably, he said. It, just put a gun against my head. I'll pick this. I'll big a big old bowl of popcorn. I'll just sit there and eat it till the ta- cows come home. So <laughs> there you go. But yeah. So that uh, that pretty much wraps up our synopsis of this. So if you guys have not gone out and seen this, uh, you can pick it up probably pretty cheap on DVD bins and like that. If they have dvd bins anymore i don't know it shows how long i've been out to the store um in the last year but they definitely have it on netflix i'm sure they've got on amazon all these other places so um but uh before we head out uh i want to let you guys know obviously like i said we we uh said that henry has his own podcast as comic uh comic sauce so they like i said they they go over different kinds of uh comics related fandom and things like that they actually just did uh, Wonder Woman 84. I, I just caught it the other day and I, I, I agree with you guys on a several, a, a bunch of your points. So, <laughs> so it was, it was, it was d- disappointing, but as it was also exhilarating to see a comic movie after so long, I was sitting there waiting and whatnot. So, but again, um, if you guys, do you want to plug your, plug your, uh, uh, your, uh, your, um, your, uh, uh, podcast, uh, links or like that, you guys, where you guys, where can we find you guys at? Yeah, the Comic Sauce Podcast, and you can pretty much uh, hear it wherever you hear your podcast. So um, I would say iTunes for iOS devices and Stitcher for Android. That's probably the best cool. way to go uh, for those platforms. 
and they can find you guys on like Twitter or Instagram or anything like that at all or follow our, you guys. Our, uh, our social media presence is is kind of TBD at the moment, so I would say uh, <laughs> listen listen to the podcast. That's okay, the best, yeah, that's the cool. best way to connect to us. Yeah, yeah. catch yeah, yeah. catch them catch them out catch them over there, guys. Because like I said, it they have some very great insights. Like I said, you know, I normally it's 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 just the the three of them are over there uh, plugging away, but every once in a while there's a few extra guys. Now, like I said, they have different viewpoints from different fandoms and whatnot. So, and I, I enjoy, like I enjoy listening to it because unfortunately all my buddies that read comics don't live around here anymore. And I, I can only text them. And of course they're all, they're all Marvel fans. So I don't have anything to talk about because <laughs> so, I'm a DC guy. So it is what it is. So you don't want to anyway. overdo it. Don't want to overdo the Marvel. I know. Absolutely. So, <laughs> Hey, real, anyway. real quick, uh, speaking yeah. of Marvel and to, just to kind of put a big bow on it. You know, we talked a little bit yeah. about WandaVision uh, yeah. One other kind of striking visual aspect of Scott Pilgrim is the tinkering of aspect ratios. Now, this is like oh, pretty yeah. deep, uh, like film geek kind of stuff, but it is a really early example of a movie that alters its aspect ratio throughout the movie, you know. And uh, yes, we do see this in WandaVision also. Um, so just kind of a, a, an interesting little nugget there, but it just <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, furthering never... the whole uh, theme of this movie being like a visual masterpiece, you know, just another. It really example. is. Yeah. So I yeah. would never have saw, thought about that because like I said, I'm, I'm not a huge film. I'm a more of a, a film amateur as it were. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely enjoy them and I definitely don't dig too, too much into, I'm more of on the like video games, comic book kind of side of stuff. That's, I guess that's why I like picking people's brains because like I said, it, it's, they always have a little bit different knowledge than I have on that kind of stuff. So that's, I enjoy that. That's, that's kind of a cool thing. So yeah, but guys check it out. Like if you guys want to see all this crazy stuff, uh, just check it out, man. It just go out and either I'm sure you can, if you can't don't have uh, uh, the, the Netflix is check it out on YouTube. I'm sure they've got somebody's bootlegged up on YouTube somewhere. People do that crap all the time nowadays. So Maybe if the YouTube police haven't gotten a hold of it yet, but anyways, <laughs> yeah. so check it out, guys. And like I said, I just want to give Henry a huge thank you for coming on and uh, waxing philosophical for a little bit and shooting the bull with me. Like I said, it's 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 great to kind of like go out there and just spin the yarn with somebody that has similar interests and whatnot. So Henry, I really appreciate you coming by. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. This has been a yeah. blast. Yeah, I hope I'm hope I'm hopefully fingers crossed. I'll try to have you on again. We'll try to figure out something else, and um, I don't know. Maybe we can go over a, a Marvel property, something something you might uh, can give me a little more wisdom on because I'm 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 woefully lax in my Marvel properties uh, when it comes to a comic book. So it's it's. <laughs> I am always game to talk to talk Marvel. So anytime I, you name talk it, my ear, talk my ears <laughs> off. I I'll, I'll, I'll dig into it. So. All right, guys. Well, like I said, I like I said, thanks, Henry, for stopping by. And guys, like I said, hit us up if you have any comments, questions, concerns. Hit us up at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just look us for seriously pointless conversations about culture. And like I said, uh, find us on your any of your you are not a YouTube or any of your uh, podcasting platforms and rate and view the show. Like I said, guys, thanks for stopping by. And we're going to be logging off. You guys have a wonderful day. Bye, guys. If you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel, add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Seriously Pointless Conversations. 
If you have questions or concerns, please email us at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.